Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 114 of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Today we have two regular segments for you and then a bonus segment. Uh, kicking the show off, Alex, Danny, and Josh talk all about the future of the Wii U in light of the uh, dismal sales information from last week. Uh, after that, Josh, Kim, and Becky return for another installment of Name That Pokemon. And after the outro, myself, JP, and Donald talk about the NHL season so far and the start of 24-7 Road to the Winter Classic on HBO. Enjoy. Hey everybody, Alex Kalafi here, and today we are going to be discussing the future of the Wii U. Joining me for this discussion is Josh Max. Hey everybody, how are you? We also got Danny Bivens, our Japanese correspondent. Hello. So, today's discussion is going to be about the Wii U. Whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up. We're not talking about Pokemon? Uh, we talk about Pokemon too often, and by that I mean we did a couple segments a few months ago. Well, hey, you know Josh is you know leading the uh, the uh, game show and stuff, which I think is great. And yeah, every time I hear Josh Max's voice, I think Pokemon stuff. So I can imagine listeners maybe being a little confused. And you know what? Even though this has nothing to do with Pokemon, we are probably going to be talking about Pokemon during it. Oh, oh, I intend to. Although I probably won't be yelling as much as I do during the game show segments. <laughs> so, we are going to be talking about the situation of the Wii U. As you may have heard on this show, as you may have heard on RFN, the Wii U is not doing so hot by, right now. And by not so hot right now, I mean the Wii U is selling like absolute garbage. Uh, there is no getting around that. Uh, the, it's If it's not a failure yet, it's on its way towards being a failure. And now that I've gotten that out of the way, this segment will not be about that. What we're going to be talking about is the future of the Wii U. We know it's failing right now. We know it's not doing well right now. What we're going to do is we're going to speculate on the near future, the distant future, and maybe what we're going to do to fix it. Uh, so to start this out, I am going to talk about next spring. We got Mario Kart, and we got Donkey Kong Country Returns, Tropical Freeze. Uh, Josh, yeah. what do you I think they're going to do in the immediate future because they got to know the Wii U is not doing so hot right now. Do you think they're just going to coast through this quarter uh, aloof of the situation? They're just going to release a couple games and see where the chips land? Or do you think they're going to be taking action very soon? Well, here's the thing about our beloved Nintendo is that sometimes I think that they are the dumbest people who could ever be put into, in charge of a company. And, but then they always prove me wrong. Because, like, I bought 3DS day one, and I immediately, like, I loved it. It was amazing. And then a week later, I, I regretted the decision. I'm like, this this system is garbage. It's going to die out. And they're just going to release what I thought was, like, a 2DS, like, two months in. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happened, obviously. They had the Ambassador program. They had a huge stream of just great games for the 3DS come out. Uh, granted, they, they held most of their, like, major titles back, uh, I think a year or two, uh, for the 3DS, but, you know, now we have the eShop, now we have, uh, you know, we have the new, the new Pokemon game is for 3DS, uh, so the 3DS made a giant turnaround when everyone, when it was a failure when it first came out, if I remember correctly, and then, you know, Ambassador Program, Price Drop, it did amazing, and it's, it's still strong. Mm-hmm. Well... I guess to uh, counter that point, I would like to say that I think the 3DS's problems were a lot more clear 
the problems was that it was a $250 handheld system and no one wanted to spend that money. And it did not have any games at launch until basically Mario Kart and Mario. And once they had the games and once they had the uh, the low cost, the uh, the $170 or whatever it was, people started buying. And now it is an extremely popular console. The Wii U's issues, I think, go a little deeper than that. I think the Wii U's issues go into not only price, uh, but also, and not only games, but the messaging is kind of screwed up. I mean, but and... it, it came from a rough household. Its parents never <laughs> listened to him. You gotta, we, we gotta give him time. He, he's still new. And there's no reason right now uh, why a mass market would want this. And I, th- I think that's the biggest problem. Nintendo doesn't have that one thing with the Wii U for a mass market to latch onto. There, even if you love 3D World. It's not this groundbreaking, incredible, uh, super refreshing game. It is a great Mario game. There is a great uh, remake of a Zelda game. There's a great new Super Mario Bros. game. And this hardware is well designed and it's in HD, but it doesn't do that much crazy and incredible and revolutionary like the Wii did when it came out. Uh, yeah, but like, oh, goodness, I... I'm hesitant to start this so early. What we're like five minutes in, and you know I what? Just, fuck it, I'll let's say just it. go into it. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing: if for Nintendo decided one day they went, oh, this is doing really badly, man. Maybe we should do something about it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm thinking Pokemon Wii U. Done. It would sell out like hotcakes. I'm bringing Pokemon in five minutes in. I don't give a shit. Deal with it, Pokemon. Uh, yeah, but seriously, like. The 3DS and 2DS sales, you know, skyrocketed when the uh, uh, when Pokemon X and Y came out, and I'm sure that if they made a Pokemon game, not just like Gale or XD or whatever or Coliseum, if they made a legitimate like Pokemon game for the Wii, Game Freaking House. I'm sorry, Game Freaking House. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if Game Freak was like, yo, okay, our next our next Pokemon iteration is going to be Pokemon Z is going to be for Wii U. It's going to be the same games with better graphics on the Wii U. Wii U would be saved. Like, it doesn't, you know, it's never going to happen, but. Danny, what do you think about the uh, the immediate spring situation? Do you think they're going to keep coasting, or do you think they're going to start taking action? You know, I. it, it seems to me, and I know a lot of people probably think this too, but it seems like NCL is just aloof to everything like this latest nintendo direct i almost expected i don't know why i almost expected he wanted to come out and say look guys we fucked up and then you know do something great but it just seemed to me he's just like hey here's all this stuff that you know it's coming pretty much anyways with the exception of you know uh nes remix and you know it's just like hey we're going to just kind of coast through for the next couple of months maybe they'll announce something crazy you know in the spring but i you know just given the time that They've had, there's just not enough time to have anything probably, you know what I'm saying? Have anything probably it's going to be out in the spring or summer that's going to just make people want this system. It's just, yeah, I, I really, aside from maybe some kind of a Pokemon, which would definitely give the system a boost, I, I really don't see a lot at this point that can really turn it around. So if you don't think it's going to happen in spring, when do you think they will make their drastic move? Because they are Nintendo, they will do something drastic when they feel like 
there incredibly backed into a corner, whether it be the ambassador program or doing an $80 price cut or whatever it was. When do you think Nintendo makes its drastic move, if not now? Or do you think they're just going to let the Wii U slowly uh, coast for a few years and then introduce the new platform eventually? I, you know, I, I really hope that they see these abysmal sale numbers and just be like, look, we need to do something with this price at least, I guess, to like try to find a way to entice people if you don't have the software. Um, you know, cut it by, I don't know, 50, 80 bucks, whatever. And hopefully they do that by sometime, you know, in the spring or summer. Um, you know, you mentioned some kind of an ambassador thing. I mean, that'd be something that'd be a good idea to get out before the holiday season, before it's just out of people's minds and people are just too busy with, you know, PS4 or Xbox Ones. But, like, we, like, we, I think we're assuming that, like, Nintendo doesn't really care. But, like, I mean, they, they have a whole division that just tracks these numbers. And it's not like they're going, sir, 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 you got to see these numbers. They're terrible. And just, like, you know, the head of that division is just taking off his sunglasses, his Hawaiian shirts on. And he's just going, hey, baby, let's just ride it out, baby. Let's just ride it out, man. It's going to be awesome. Is this a Japanese person? Yeah. Has to be. He's, he's, he's speaking English. In Hawaii. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he's just going, hey, baby. How you doing? And he's like, so I can't flirt right now. We have these numbers. We're doing terribly. Baby, the Wii U is going to be fine. Just keep doing what we're doing. I mean, but they're like, that's not what they're doing. They, as, much, as funny and as amazing as that would be, if I found out that that guy was working for Nintendo, I would, all of my paychecks would go straight to that guy. But, sorry, let's get back to the topic. Well, I, I don't think anyone is suggesting Nintendo doesn't care. This is their flagship platform, even though uh, some 3DS owners would say otherwise. This is their main system, regardless of how it's selling. And I think they do care. I just wonder if they uh, understand how desperate the situation is. Actually, or You know what? You, they know better than I do. Point, I wonder if they do think it's desperate. You, you raise, I'm not sure if you, if you realize this, but I, I actually... You're saying that, yeah, the Wii U is their flagship, like, yeah, traditionally, but in the sales sense, and in game-wise, at least at the moment, the 3DS might be their flagship uh, system right now. Well, it's the one that's making the money. But, but it's I also the wealth, it's, it's, there's the most of them in people's homes, granted, because it came out before the Wii U, but it's also, you know, it's like, when it comes to mobile gaming, like, you know, yeah, iPhones and Androids are like, you know, they're probably number one just by sheer numbers, but, you know... 3DS comes in comes in second, like above Vita's above everything else, and that's Nintendo. And everyone knows that you can have a Zelda game, you can do Phoenix Wright, you can get Mario, you can get uh, Pokemon, you can get all those games, Castlevania, all in the all in the 3DS, and especially with the eShop now, you have you know Mega Man, Sonic, and all that stuff. So actually, I don't know, maybe the 3DS is like I don't know, it kind of stands out a little bit more at the moment. Well, it obviously does because more people own it. I mean, I guess I'm, I've always been under the impression that the main system is the one that probably took more money, like they've put more money into, and the one that you plug into your TV. Uh, but I guess maybe the breadwinner is the main console, regardless of whether you hold it in your hands or you plug it in. Yeah, I don't know. You know, even just from the company, I mean, you know, they're a Japanese company and they obviously think a lot about, you know, every region, but it seems to me Nintendo thinks primarily about Japan with a lot of stuff. And all the, all of their decisions that come down the line, you know, Reggie or whoever else is, you know, has to deal with that. 
I mean, they have no control over it. It's just NCL saying, look, this is what we got. Make it work. And, I mean, that's that can be pretty difficult for different regions and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I think in that sense, I mean, Nintendo, especially with a lot of the games that they've been releasing lately, a lot of, like, really good games, you know, on 3DS from them and also from third parties and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. It makes me think that they kind of focus a little bit more on the 3DS, not to say that they're just giving up or just completely abandoning Wii U, but I don't know. There's just a lot more potential there for them, I guess. Well, uh, I also kind of want to bring up third parties for a second, if that's okay. Um, like, I know, like, you know, we're keeping it positive, we're keeping it light, we're keeping it fresh, funky fresh here at the spring formal. Um, sorry, winter formal, I got my messed up. Back to the point. Um, but, like, PS3, Sony just took every indie developer to bed and said, I'm going to treat you like a goddamn princess that I know you are. And, like, Nintendo stood up and took note. Like, they're trying really hard with the third parties. And, like, so we know that they're currently working with third parties. So maybe the Wii U renaissance is around the corner, but nobody knows it yet because there's such everything is in such early development that Nintendo doesn't want to, like, spoil anything yet. Well, I think, uh, I think you should look at the numbers for the latest Call of Duty game. And, I, I don't uh, want the do latest that. Assassin's Creed game, and I I could absolutely be wrong, but if I remember correctly, Wii U the percentage of copies that Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty sold that were on the Wii U were in the single digits, the low single digits, I think. No, I'm talking exclusive third party content. Oh, you mean like Sonic? Yeah, I'm talking like you know like Lost World, but like you know yeah. not Lost World. <laughs> And Lost World was all right. Well, but like, uh, like for instance, Danny, you just played uh, the new Attack on Titan game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally envy you for that for so many reasons, but we'll get on that later. <laughs> but like, that's just for 3DS, right? Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, like I know Shonen Jump does a lot of stuff with uh, with Nintendo because they're both in the same like they, they're the same uh, what should I call it demographics. So, but I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that they should do like licensing movies as games and stuff. I'm just saying that, you know, like video, like what's more called Microsoft and and Nintendo have taken notice of what Sony's been doing because Sony goes, hey, we've got Journey and Shadow of the Colossus, and you guys will never touch that. You know what I mean? And I'm saying, like, like it's not, it's impossible to ignore. So I'm, I'm hoping. And I'm and I'm fairly positive that Nintendo will bring this giant wave, not even giant wave, maybe just a splash of some, some really good indie developers who go, hey, we want to work on the Wii U. We want, you know what? We'll treat ourselves like princesses and pretend that you did this for us. Just comb our hair in the morning. Just just do that, and we'll do, and we'll say that you did all that. All right. So next up, we got the. 2014 and 2015 games that I wanted to talk about. The stuff that comes out after Mario Kart and Donkey Kong. Right now in the pipeline, you got the Mario Kart, uh, you got Donkey Kong, but you also have Smash Bros, you have the upcoming Zelda, which is probably 2015, you got X, you got Yoshi Yarn, you got Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem, you got uh, Hyrule Warriors... And you probably also have whatever Miyamoto's new IP is, assuming it's a Wii U game. Um, hmm. Will these ignite excitement in the platform? 
Or are Wii U's problems too mired in messaging and a lack of consumer excitement for them to do anything? Is game Are games the main issue, or does it go deeper than that? Do you think Smash Bros. and Zelda could bring the Wii U at least closer to where it needs to be? Yes, 100% yes. After uh, I was at work, so I was unable to, to watch uh, Nintendo Direct, but mm-hmm. I had a friend who was at work. He does not own a Wii U, but he immediately texted me Hyrule Warriors. That's what it's called, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, but that that's the uh the Dynasty Warriors crossover. Yeah. Well, I mean he he texted me that and that's and he was he's like immediately like I need to get a Wii U. So I 100% believe that uh that Zelda, the Hyrule Warriors, Dynasty Warriors or just the new Zelda in general can breathe life into it. It may just take How much? A while. What? How much life? Uh well, I would say like a half breath. Yeah. Like a, and then it would be like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling jiggly. Like, I'm doing kind of a Kramer thing with his hands. Uh, the <laughs> Wii U, who is now a guy in my mind. Uh, yeah. Guys, I might be crazy. I don't know why I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? You have a point. I think that Zelda and Smash Bros., uh, regardless of how good they end up being, they're going to do something for the Wii U. Uh, I'm- I'm not saying Smash Bros. I'm not saying you aren't. I'm not because like I have a 3DS. I'm like I love my I love the 3DS to to the moon and back. Uh, but like I was gonna get a Wii U. For, I still don't have a Wii U because I'm poor. But uh, okay. I was gonna get a Wii U for Smash Brothers. And then you know at the end of the trailer it announced you know 3DS. And now I'm like I might be able to hold off like a little bit longer. Yeah, the Wii U version is probably going to come out first, though. Yeah, it's probably going to come out first. It's going to have more content. It's going to look better. It's going to have, like, a lot. It's just going to be a overall better game for very obvious reasons. It's a console game, not supposed to be handheld. But I still think that people, 3DS owners who can't afford or just don't care to buy a Wii U are going to hold out because, like, I don't, I don't not believe Smash Bros. is going to breathe as much life as a uh, Wii Zelda title will because the main reason is because the, uh, the console uh, Zeldas are very, very different from the handheld Zeldas. It's, it would be almost impossible to to put them side by side or to to put them in the same realm because I've played uh, Zelda games on a big screen and it's like it feels weird to be honest. So, what say you, Danny? Do you uh, do you agree that Zelda and maybe not Smash Bros? Uh, is enough to breathe life into the Wii U, or do you look at the Mario 3D World sales and see that it has a low install base, even compared to Mario games on other platforms proportionally? And do you think that it goes deeper than games? You know, I think Josh made a really good point about you know Smash Brothers and how you know yeah, there are going to be two versions of this game. They're going to be slightly different. But, you know, they're going to be similar enough where if people have a 3DS and don't have a Wii U, they might think to themselves, why do I need to spend, you know, 300 bucks, 350 bucks or whatever to get a console in this game when I could just spend, you know, I don't know, 40 bucks and just get the game on 3DS and it's good enough. Um, I think that's, I think that's going to be maybe a bit of a problem, um, for people. And I think that a lot of people that, you know, have Wii U's, Nintendo fans that have them now, I mean, you know, maybe they'll go one way or the other. I don't think there's going to be tons of people getting both versions, aside from maybe people like me, because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, you know, and, and then it goes then you know to uh, uh, Hyrule Warriors. I think, 
people that have Wii U again, maybe they'll see that and be like, oh, that's cool. It's a game to play on Wii U. It's Zelda and it's, you know, uh, Dynasty Warriors. It's kind of a cool mix, you know. I think some people will, you know, bite on that. But I don't think there are too many people sitting around maybe saying, oh, my God, I'm going to get a Wii U now because of that. Um, I don't know. you you got to have something that packs a little bit more punch because it's, even right now, Nintendo fans that have these things aren't even buying all the games that comes out for them that are, you know, big marquee titles. So I think this is a situation that <laughs> this problem will kind of persist until they just have some kind of a huge game that says, hey, this is going to make me want to buy this system. And I think that game could be Zelda, like a traditional Zelda on Wii U, but then again, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people even care anymore if it, if it takes too long for that to get out. So it seems like you guys are, among other things, you're suggesting the main issue is games. It needs, once it has a lot of games and once it has a lot of great games, the Wii U will rise from its situation, and even if it doesn't become the Wii, it will become some kind of success. Does that sound... Uh, roughly accurate yeah i yeah i don't think that nintendo needs to go above and beyond with the wii u and be like like how xbox was like voice controls like i don't think that they need that gimmick anymore because the, they had that with the wii like now they're like we're focusing on the games they straight up said that oh, pretty much verbatim if i recall correctly they said we're all about the games now then yeah they made a great system now work on the games and Danny, would you agree with that? Uh, I think to an extent. I think more they need to show people the functionality of Wii U, why this is necessary, why they should get this as opposed to another next-generation console, or just skip out altogether. Because, quite frankly, they're not really doing much you know, with the touchscreen stuff. They're not doing anything with N- NFC. Um, yeah. <laughs> Make people want this console you know, with showing off what this thing could do because it's, it's a really capable system there's a lot of cool stuff about it and it's just not being you know fully taken advantage of uh, i think it's interesting that uh one of the points you make is that making people aware making people aware of what the wii u is and i think i think it goes a little deeper than that because Nintendo has this new uh, commercial or video sort of doing an overview of what the Wii U is. It is December of 2013, and they just put out a video detailing what the Wii U is. And not only that, not only is it happening now, but I also have this booklet that originally came from Best Buy in my room. That uh, was It's sort of one of those holiday gift catalogs for the Wii U. This was... Around the spring, I think it came out, which is sort of weird because it is a holiday catalog. It showcased, like, the wonderful 101, Game & Wario. And one of the big points they tried to drive home is this is a new console. This is what it does. I think they're trying to make people know that it is a new console. And I think a lot of people know it's a new console. I think a lot of people know exactly what the what the uh, the Wii U is. I think the problem is that for whatever reason, people just don't want it. Um, I don't know. Do either of you uh, see what I'm talking about? No, absolutely. I mean, this past year has just been kind of a shitty... <laughs> a lot of this, like, kind of underwhelming releases. I mean, things that you would think that Nintendo fans should be excited about, or then maybe some of these games just miss the mark. Like, you know, um, 
Wario. I mean, you know, it just kind of got mediocre reviews across the board, and it didn't really sell very well. Uh, Wonderful 101 sold like crap, and just not a lot of interest was really garnered with that. And you know, obviously part of that is, has to do with, you know, the install base, but I don't know. It's just even hardcore fans like me, I saw that, and I was like, that's cool, but I don't want to spend, you know, 60 bucks on this because I'm not sold, you know? And I think that, that's a bit of a problem, too. But like, I played Wonderful 101, and I think Wonderful 101 is wonderful. Lol. Uh, <laughs> but I, it's, there was, I do, I honestly would, like, I saw a little bit of it because, you know, we work on the site, so we're gonna, like, the three of us are gonna, among other people, are going to see all the games that are coming out, whether we want to or not. Uh, but, uh, like, I talked about it, I talked about it to my friends after I played it, and they had no idea that it was even a thing. They had, they had not heard about it, it been out for, like, you know, a month or two. And they were like, that, sound, that game sounds really cool. I wish I had known about it. And I live in New York. Like, I live in Brooklyn, and I, I work in Manhattan, and I don't, I didn't see any, like, I didn't see anything on any, like, pay phones and any, like, you know, bus stations or anything. Like, you, that's where you're going to get a lot of people to look at your game. And I'm not seeing any ads for any Nintendo games at all. Well, they have them for Mario 3D World over here. They have been running commercials on TV uh, that I've seen once in a while. Oh, I don't have cable. I think... <laughs> I don't think a lot of people do. Uh, but it's just watching these games come out, just seeing these games and seeing what these games are, even if you are one of these Nintendo fans who really loves Mario 3D World, do you think it's a 10 out of 10 game? It is still the sequel to a game we've seen before. It's core concepts we've seen before. Most of its main features are just features from other Mario games like the multiplayer that are repurposed into 3D. Even if Nintendo has a lot of good games, it doesn't have any games right now in my opinion that uh, that are amazing, that are wow, that are uh, console sellers. There are a lot of sequels, there are a lot of games like Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong Country Returns, one of my favorite platformers, this is a sequel to Donkey Kong Country Returns. It has a few new things, but it's still very much the same game. And I think that's what we're seeing on the Wii U right now. We are seeing a lot more of the same. We are seeing a lot of games developed in two to three years to be pushed out so that we doesn't have no library. Uh, it's... The, the library is concerning to me as a Nintendo fan, because the reason why I come to Nintendo is to play new experiences I have never seen before, and I don't think the Wii U has anything like that right now. Guys, <sighs> this just got sad. Alright, so let's move on to a brighter topic. Pokemon! A le- <laughs> a t- something even brighter. Attack on Titan. <laughs> even better than that. Sex. <laughs> Kalafi, did you get laid? Did you get laid? <laughs> the next topic. What does Nintendo do if Smash, Zelda, and Mario Kart fail? Do they coast until 2016 and introduce a new platform, or do they cut their losses and stop active development on the platform? They're not gonna what stop. is the worst case scenario here, Danny? Give up. <laughs> what about uh, you, Josh? They're never <laughs> okay. give up. That's the thing. They, they've invested too much time and money. They're, Nintendo is a multi-million-dollar corporation, and no one in their goddamn mind would go, "Oh, I mean, it's not doing so well. Let's cut our losses and run." No, they're going to keep flushing money down it. If if it's terrible, like 
this is a big if, which I honestly don't believe that it will happen. But if the Zelda shit, if Smash Brothers is shit, if every single game that comes out on on the Wii U is shit, they're gonna keep making shitty games because they're just gonna keep hoping that Madagascar Four, the video game, is gonna be that thing that really turns it around. So you think they're just going to be the captain going down with the ship. And they won't go down if the Wii U becomes a total failure. They have plenty of Wii money to uh, to turn into a new console and try it. They also are getting work. consistently great money from 3DS sales. And if, if that happens, they're going to keep plugging away with Wii U, but they're going to plug even harder with the 3DS. And they're going to make the 3DS their flagship uh, handheld thing. Yeah, unless they do something absolutely horrific... Nintendo won't be destroyed by the Wii U regardless no. of what happens. Exactly. But I just think the situation is interesting if Nintendo has all these promises, if Nintendo tries to drop the price, if Nintendo tries to throw all these games out, and it just doesn't work. Uh, what do you think, Danny? Uh, I mean, like I said, yeah, giving up, I, I could see them maybe doing that. Not just like, fuck it, you know, just like in like after next fall or something, but, you know, it's kind of like a gradual pullback, and then... You know, honestly, with the way kind of the Wii U is going, I don't see how Nintendo would want to make another traditional home console, you know. And I think I've heard this on other podcasts and stuff before, and I perfectly agree. I mean, they're probably dumping money now into making something that's kind of like a hybrid, like a hybrid handheld home type of console type of deal. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Uh, I've I've spent many hours imagining what that has looked like. Yeah, I, I mean, I have no idea how they would design the hardware, but, you know, with kind of the way things are in Japan, and just kind of just the way the industry is in general, I, I can see that being a really, you know, attractive device for Nintendo to make, because, you know, a lot of people want to carry their Nintendo stuff around all over the place, but they still, at the same time, want to play this crap on the TV in HD, so I think it'd be kind of like a perfect mix for them to kind of go that route, do that type of thing. I was also, uh, I was listening to the podcast called, uh, it's, it's the Doddcast, uh, with Pete Dodd, um, he was talking about the Wii U situation, and he made this really great point, where he said, even if the Wii U situation doesn't improve, Nintendo is not going to give up on it in 2015, they're not just going to drop it, because even if you think, uh, the Wii U, they should just cut their losses, imagine how much trust would be broken of Nintendo of a company if they just destroyed their system uh, to cut their losses. Because if they do that, think of all the people, and you know what, I would be among them, who would say, Nintendo, uh, they gave up on their old console, why should I even buy the one they do next? So I think, regardless of whatever happens, and I think the worst case scenario is it kind of fails, but it still gets some good games, is I think the worst case scenario is they do... Uh, using this word once again, coast for a while. They do what they can. They try to make as much money as possible. And if it doesn't work, they just try something else. Alright, so the final question. Something that is actually uh, potentially a positive thing. Josh, what do you think of the Wii U? Especially from the perspective of someone on the staff of Nintendo World Report, who does not actually own one yet. <laughs> and th that is not a slight at you. There are other people on staff who justifiably do not own the system yet. Yeah, but my excuse is that I'm shitty at my job. <laughs> 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 um, what do I think of the Wii U? Um, 
God, put me on the spot here. Johnny on the spot. Um, it's an attractive system that I very much want because, uh, as, but this is again, it's, I have a, a scared view because I've played a lot of Wii U games before they even came out. Um, I would very much like one, but as of this moment, uh, I, it's, getting both the Wii U and the games is out of my price range, and I would much rather spend that money on games for the system that I currently have, more so than, uh, buying a new one. And I will, and I further support that with, I have a PS3, it's the last system I bought, I bought it like two years ago, um, but I haven't bought a game for that, uh, in months, but I just bought, like, or buy, yeah, I haven't bought a PS3 game since the summer, but I bought a three, new 3DS game like a month ago. Um, so essentially, I would like a Wii U, but the 3DS is more appealing, and it's something that I already have and I'm already familiar with. And I don't blame you, because it, like the Wii U is $300 right now. You buy that, you get the box. With $300 on 3DS, you could get seven brand new retail games. And then a $20 title on top of that. So, like, just wanting to play more video games, if that's what you're in for, yeah, I think you're doing totally the uh, the right move. Um, Danny, what do you think of the Wii U? You know, I think it's a, it's a fun system. There's some decent games on it, and there's some really cool games coming out in the future, like, you know, X and, you know, the inevitable new traditional Legend of Zelda, stuff like that. Things that we know are gonna be awesome it's yeah and even even among like some of the titles that are out now i mean 3d world's uh, great you know wind waker hd is really cool and you know nes remix is just a blast you know so i mean i'm not saying i you know i don't like my wii u i, I definitely play like my 3ds you know probably a lot more than my wii u but i mean there's a lot of fun to be had on the system still i like yeah uh, I like the Wii U too. I, even if I do sound kind of grumpy, even though I did get you guys together to talk about this discussion of what happens if the Wii U fails, I do like the system. I love NES Remix. Uh, since it came out on Wednesday, I dropped over 17 hours in it, three-starring everything. Uh, I like Wind Waker HD. I dropped 30 hours into that. Uh, I really like... Um... New Super Mario Bros. I really like Pikmin. There's a lot of good games on it I like right now. And like X, like Smash Bros, like Donkey Kong, uh, like a traditional Zelda. There's stuff I'm looking forward to right now. But I'm also bummed out at where the Wii U is. Because I think it's in a really bad financial place. And even worse, I don't think the consumers can be blamed. I think where the Wii U is, honestly probably a hundred percent Nintendo's fault whether it comes to messaging whether it comes to marketing whether it comes to getting out amazing games that remind people of why they love Nintendo so much I think it's kind of sad that the Wii U is where it is but there's no one else to blame but Nintendo and I really really hope and the reason why I even pulled this segment together is because I really really hope that Nintendo realizes the solution to uh, to make everyone happy, to make them happy, to make their investors happy, to make the people who bought the system happy, to make potential system owners happy. I want them to find that solution. I want Nintendo to be successful, and I also want Nintendo to earn that success. 
And I don't know if that's too much to ask. I hope it isn't. It doesn't seem like it's too much to ask, and I, I'm in the same boat as you, man. You both sound like dads. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do it uh, for this topic. I want to thank you, Josh and Danny, for joining me. This was a fun segment, despite how depressing it was. <laughs> I am glad we got to talk about things like Pokemon, even though this is not a Pokemon segment. I and miss you it. Know what? And you know what? If you like this segment, if you want to hear more about the Wii U, I recommend you listen to the previous episode where I believe... A handful of people talked about the Wii U situation. I want you to listen to the very cathartic RFN segment where they talk about the Wii U. And if you think I am being, uh, I, I think the popular words right now are dramatic and hyperbolic, I want you to continue thinking that. <laughs> and I want you, I want you to continue thinking that because I want you to be there for Nintendo. I want you to be the ones who believe in Nintendo regardless. Because with the Wii U situation right now, I'm having a tough time. I am having a really tough time even though I want the best for Nintendo. So please keep believing in Nintendo. Please keep saying nay to the naysayers. And have a very good week. Bye guys. Bye bye. Bye. So it's your turn. You, My you, turn? You have, to, you have to spin the spinner. Oh. Wait, are we playing Dreidel? No, we're playing Life. Is this real life? This is real life. You have to spin the spinner to find out whether you're going to actually get to graduating college finally. Oh, finally. It's only been <laughs> like 20 years of this game. <laughs> are, we, are we expecting Josh? I, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's, I, I, that's the reason I brought the board game. He didn't say. Okay. Hello, ladies. Yeah. Oh, God. Why are you always behind us like that? I see you're playing another game. Uh, no, we're not. No, no. We were just if I recall it. the contracts I've written up correctly, I signed a contract. You swore off all other games. Why did I sign that? Oh, I, my God. I that's my signature. Oh, oh God. I, I think well, I've been drugged. <laughs> and and forced guys, to sign you know a contract. What, that means. what? It's time for everyone's favorite fun time Nintendo World Report game show. Name that Pokemon. 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 <laughs> that sounds ominous. Uh, well, you all know the rules. I'll flip a coin. Somebody will go first. Somebody will go second. First one to ten points wins. And, uh, as always, you know, after five points, you have to have power up. And if you piss me off, well, you'll face the wrath of Josh. 
Like a thousand arms of Arceus, my vengeance shall rain down upon you. <laughs> That's different. I'm terrified. Yeah, so don't cross me. I All feel right, like I'm you going ladies to die. ready? Yes. Sure. Becky, I didn't. Are you ready? Yes, just don't kill me, please. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see what happens. Okay. Maybe you'll have to play a new game of life. <laughs> I might need to write my will. Was, uh... Kim? That's bad pun. All right. Since Kim just insulted me, Becky, call it. Uh, how about heads? It's tails. Kim, go first. Five. Molly, I didn't tell you how many I have. Only Five. two Pokemon on the board, so. How are we supposed to get to ten with just two? Five. Two Pokemon <laughs> on the board, Kim. Choose one or two. Five. All right, we're choosing number one. It lives a solitary life. Its wings deliver wicked blows that can snap even the thickest of trees. Wait, which Pokemon are we doing again? Did you say? We're doing Sinnoh! Oh, okay. It's the kind of stuff you get when you play other games. Okay, is it... <laughs> you lose your focus. <laughs> is it Primplop? It is Primplop! Oh. I think you're cheating, Kim. I already think you're cheating. You just have no faith in me. You know, you asked me on this no. game for a reason. Yeah, because I thought you'd be fun cannon fodder for Becky. <laughs> Turns out All it's right, the other Becky. way around. Did you not realize this, this has just basically been a vehicle for Becky to show off how smart she is at Pokemon? <laughs> Kim, get your shit Ouch. together. Okay. Alright, Becky, come on. Welcome come on down, to... Becky. Prove you're why going you're on down. this podcast. What? Pick a number. Prove why you're here. Uh, do I get to pick any number? Well, I only have five Pokemon on the board. So... Five! Which one? Five. All right. Love, I five, I love how I can barely hear you. You're five feet away from me. I can barely hear you. Oh, I love the acoustics in here. All right. The yeah. line running down its side can store sunlight. It shines vividly at night. The line running... What? Oh, geez. A line running down its side can store sunlight. It shines vividly at night. Crap. I'm already failing. It's not crabs. I'll tell you that right now. Not crabby. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't guessing crabby. Um, is it, is it? Oh, God, wait. I'm trying to think. Would it be a grass type or would it be a anything else? I had an idea, but now I'm like, is it a grass type? I don't know. Uh, is it Barbaros? Wait, no, Barbaros. It's not Barbaros. Oh. It's a dirty Pokemon. Dirty, ugly Pokemon. Kim knows all about those dirty, ugly Pokemon. Speaking of which, Kim. Yes. You gonna backtalk me anymore? No. The answer I like to hear. The more we play this game, the more I realize this is a very unbalanced relationship between the three of us. Courtesy of you. Kim, did I, ask, did I ask for your input? <laughs> I was just did I, did I ask for your input? You insinuated an asking type of phrase. Kim, just fucking answer the question. You Don't didn't fucking get... question me. Do you got guts? Or will you answer the question? You have to give her the question first. Yeah. Kind of, kind of holding on to that. 
That's okay, a long exposure to sunlight. The patterns on its tail fins shine vividly when darkness arrives. Okay, so it is a water type. <laughs> so it looks like a fish, apparently. It's uh, apparently a fish. Is it Luminion? Lu- it's not Luminion! Becky, back to you. Swimming and fluttering its two tail fins, it looks like a beautifly. At night, the pattern on its tail fins softly shine. Is it Finneon, then? It is Finneon! <laughs> Kim. I was so close. Because it's got... You were, actually. Kim, <laughs> it's one-to-one. That one. whole stupid it's evolution thing. Gosh. Ugh. I've got 35 Pokemon on the board. Five. Five? Well, no, you can't choose five. You already picked five. I picked five. What? You... Yeah. I thought it was... Okay. You tried to pick Fifteen! Fifteen? <laughs> can't pick fifteen. I'm going to pick one for you. How about number 23? Oh, Taking the power, I gave you all that power, taking it right out of your hands. Now this Pokemon observes prey while hanging inverted from branches. When the chance prevents itself, prevents, presents itself, (laughs) it swoops. Oh man, I was thinking one thing and then you said swoops and I'm like, that doesn't fit what I was thinking. (laughs) No, it's not Bulbasaur. Get your shit together, Kim. What? Name oh, that fucking Pokemon. That is you try. so wrong. That's so... Why would I... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Well, you didn't tell me your favorites of Senno. That's should know me better than that, Kim. I'm like, I know his favorite from... From... Johto. <laughs> Scizor. Yeah, see? See, I knew that one. Yeah, everyone knows that about him. Well, now they do. Gosh. Okay. Um. Swooping Pokemon. Yeah, the the ones. Is it Gligar? Gligar is not from this generation. It's from Johto. So you're wrong. Wait, can I get a different guess then? Nope, Becky. It's your turn. No. It dances silently through the sky when it approaches prey. It can land a critical hit in an instant. Uh, who, I'm, well, I believe the evolution is from Sinnoh, so is it Gliscor? It is Gliscor! Gliscor! Stupid like evolution dingies crossing the Kim, generations. Ligar, okay, okay, Ligar wait, wait a definitely minute. from Johto. I definitely went over it last time. <laughs> I, I believe you. I just was thinking... You know, I I was on the right track though. Come on, you can't do right, this. She was. She was. Becky, Becky, can you put in your headphones for a second? Okay. Listen to some of that boy band stuff you love so much. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Kim, can you come over here for a second? I don't want to. Kim, I'd like to stay behind my podium, please. Kim, Kim, I'll walk over to you. Kim, come here, Kim. Yeah. Stop fucking around. It's rookie move. Some rookie move, rookie mistake. All right. I can't take Get you seriously with together. that mask on. You know this is how I conduct my business. I only wear masks. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> okay. All right, Becky, pop those earbuds out. Back to the game. <laughs> Becky, it's your turn. Sorry. What? Your turn. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, seventeen. You got two Pokemon on the board. What? You got two Pokemon two? on the board. One and two. Why? I thought there were 35 a second ago. You lied to me. 
Yeah, well, that's I what I do here. They're literally, they're really badly taped up there, so. Terribly. <laughs> Alright, number two. Number two, well, well, guess I just put up this one, so we'll go this one. <laughs> it looks as if it's always crying. Just like me. It's actually adjusting its body's fluid levels by eliminating excess. Looks like it's always crying. I know, I'm kind of like, that's kind of... Cam, this Pokemon isn't, like, coming, it's crying. I didn't... What the fuck? No, I was talking about how it's, like, excess fluids just squishy. I know, just leaking out its eyes. Get your head out of the gutter, Josh. If, If I didn't live in the gutter, I wouldn't have a place to go. Wait, I thought Kim was the homeless one. Let's stop trying to get caught up in continuity. (laughs) (laughs) Now I got a major mansion now. It's pretty sweet. I just come here now. Reminisce. Nostalgia. You know what? You know what? Shut up. Oh, come on. Oh, God. Okay. So cries to release excess fluid. God, that never gets better anytime you say it. (laughs) Nope. Always sounds perverted. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, I'm going to let out some excess fluid all over your body. All over. I'm just going to move my podium over this way. Oh, yeah, just let me borrow you for a night. Let me get rid of some excess fluid from my eyes. Please, dear God, pick a Pokemon, Becky. Okay. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Is it Mm, Gastrodon, maybe? It's not Gastrodon. Dang. Kim, over to you. A lot of these ones read exactly the same. How about this one? It prefers an arid atmosphere. It leaks water that looks like tears when adjusting its moisture level. Why are all these about crying? And leaking bodily fluids. I'll tell you this, it is not a, it's not a crying Pokemon, so. Not Wait. really sure what's going on here. I know, I can't picture any Pokemon. I know, that's why like I was like, that's crying. I was like, I was like, Gastron has like marks on its face that that maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like trying to think. I'm like, okay, maybe it knows the whole like fake tears move. Oh, yeah, that's true. Fake tears. Because I can't think I, of anything. I, I actually... hate that move, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> don't even know. What the hell, man? Girl, come over here. I want to let out some excess fluid. Ugh. Okay, just pick a Pokemon. This is going to take forever. People are going to listen to this and think, Ugh. Pick something. Lo- I know. I'm just trying to think, like, what looks maybe like it's. I, I don't know uh, if it actually looks like it's crying because I can't think of one. I'm crying all over you. Mm, yes. You did say it has arid environments. So like, what? Yeah. Would so pick something. Arid? Pick something that might be like in the desert. Okay. Why am I helping you? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. No. Guys, I'm trying. I'm trying to speed this up. Come on. Come Sorry. On. Well, then don't pick this weird ass Pokemon. Not like my you. choice. You picked. Don't it. pick sobbing Pokemon. Gosh. I, I think this is your fault. I'm just. Ten seconds. Nine. Ah. Eight. Uh. And you picked Gastrodon. Yeah, I did. Ah, bit... oh, Chris. Um. See, that's two, like a good answer. Right? One. <laughs> But, uh, 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 how about Gibble? Uh, it's not Gibble. Okay. Becky, back to you. Okay, another clue. This one be better be a good clue. Oh, right. <laughs> in order to adjust the level of fluids in Gosh, its body, dang it. 
It exudes water from its eyes. This makes it appear to be crying. Oh, so my it does God. look like a There is crying. no crying Pokemon. We're gonna, You're we're right. Gonna, There's okay, not. We're going to get this and be like, oh. Okay, so it lives Look in a damn party. Desert Pokemon. Um, I don't know. Gosh, picking, picking, picking. Desert mm-hmm. hippo, Hippopotamus? It's the only desert Pokemon I can think of. Yeah. What is it? The Hippopotamus? Yeah. It's not the Hippopotamus. Guys, <laughs> you both fucked up. It's Bonsley. Bonsly. What? Bonsly. He's a freaking what? tree thing. Yeah, apparently he cries constantly. He's he cries smiling all the, all the time. I know. Not I'm like, in the picture I'm looking at. All right, so Kim, a, back to you. Was he crying Bonsley's in that picture? Always sobbing. I don't know. Kim, pick a number. Top fifty Pokemon on the board. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. All right. All right. Evolution made it even more devious. It communicates by clawing signs and boulders. Clawing signs and boulders. Oh, clawing signs and boulders. <laughs> Your voice has gotten so rascally. Uh, it's the mask. It's the mask. I mean, think Christian Bale. Think what it did to his voice. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have a mask God, over his mouth. It's so sexual. Okay, I think it's, um, you said evolution makes it more sinister, right? Yeah. I did. Okay. So, so it's an evolved Pokemon. You got a clue. I think mm, it's evolution. I think it's Weavile. It is Weavile. Yeah, well, sinister. Yeah. I mean Yes. It's kind of the only first one that comes to mind there. Alright, Becky. Sinister. Five Pokemon on the board. What? Why did she get fifty and I get five? This is totally well, favoritism. Too bad choosing for you. BS. Oh. As soon as it loads, not that one. The paper's no. loading? Yeah, it's loaded. These, <laughs> these cards, a, these got, digital he's cards. He's got a really, really fancy schmancy paper. But you crumple these up and throw them away. We should be keeping these. Oh, right. All right. Well, I'll like tear each on one up when I'm done with it. Oh, my God. I don't need it. So this Pokemon's ability to see through objects comes in handy when it's scouting for danger. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. I totally read this one. This is like one of the... Luxray. It is Luxray! Yeah! I was like, yeah, wait a minute, I know that one! Alright, Kim. Top two Pokemon on the board, pick it. Two! Quentin Tarantino, okay! <laughs> no. Too bad. <laughs> to protect itself, it afflicts those around it with nightmares. However, it means no harm. That doesn't sound like no harm. As if a, a kind of dick Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, she totally did. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, I was just a little scared. Sorry that you're traumatized for life now. Don't oh, want to go right. to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, with nightmares. Um, that's a creepy one. I mean, this one's got to be really freaky weird. Is it Darkrai? It is Darkrai. Woo! Gotta be honest. Not, not too hard with the nightmare thing. All right. Really? Becky, exactly top 250 yeah. Pokemon on the board. 250. Okay, I want 362. Way more than 250, so I'm going to choose. <laughs> Born on a cold seafloor, it will swim great distances to return to its birthplace. Huh. Oh, I think I have an idea. 
No, wait. No, you Kim, don't. Are you fucking talking out of turn? Kim. Shut up. I'm talking to myself. Are you fucking Back talking out of turn? Um, okay, so you said born on the seafloor what? It will swim great distances to return to its birthplace. I'm so I just, I don't have my heart in it, because Kim is just... I don't really, I don't really have a, like, a firm answer, but I, you know what, just I guess. guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a point anyway. <laughs> is it, is it, is it Mantike? <laughs> it's not Mantike! No! It's not Mantike, so I can't, I can't give you that point. I Kim, fail, I fail at life. It's born with a wondrous power that lets it bond with any kind of Pokemon. That, that was it? Ugh, let me bond with you. Put uh. on a mask. Feel it. Nope. Hmm. Feels like a sexual deviant. Just creepy. I think it meant like it's friendly. Yeah. Mr. Probably. Creeper. Well, I think it's a sexual deviant, so my game. Don't know what to tell you. Well, I don't really like reveal it. I'm still yeah, Becky's was more helpful. Um Yes, I'll be honest, it's a hmm? pretty shitty Pokemon. No, I just mean in general. I was really hoping for another one. Um, but like, you know, more detailed. Okay. Uh, Ten. Nine. Uh, Manaphy? It is Manaphy! Hey! Oh, man, that was my second point. Somebody, I feel, is cheating. Why do you always think that? Every time you get an answer right, I, I'm pretty sure you're cheating. I'll be completely honest, Kim. Even if it was like Pikachu, you're gonna think I'm I cheating. I do. Yeah, I do not believe you study at all. <laughs> I think you pretty much just just bringing up that page, silently scrolling down and clicking. You really, you really want to bring? Yeah, because uh, I don't study at all. It's not like you were the one who was constantly playing the games and we were working hey, together hey, in the hey. student center. I was the one doing my homework. <laughs> I was playing games of the heart. This just got personal, guys. Oh, it got Hold super on. personal. <laughs> personal. Minus ten points for Kim. Kim, you're at negative six. Becky's at three. Because I got it right? Nope, because you brought in something from the real world. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Kim? She's already at six points? How the crap? No, no, uh, no. She's at negative six. I took away ten. I know, but she was at six points. No, I had four. four. <laughs> oh. Becky, go. I had... Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. Pick um, a fucking number. I think you Doesn't were winning matter. anyways. Drive! <laughs> Stop it! I'm just not allowed to get any points now. Twenty-one. Twenty-one? Uh, by twenty-one, I think you mean Bulbasaur. Sure. Recognizing their totally own weakness, they always live in a group. When alone, this Pokemon cries noisily. Oh, oh, oh. Starly. Not Starly. What? I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's not Starly. Kim, negative six points. Let's see if you can make a comeback. It lives in forests and fields. It squabbles over territory. Occur when clocks collide. Starvia. Don't know what Starvia is. Staravia. Sounds like sounds like something Staravia. happened. Sorry. Oh, oh well, oh, there you go, Staravia. I hate you. Why do you have to guess the evolved form and get it right all the time? All right, Kim. Because oh, you were pretty close. You did that to me on two questions. Shut up. Shut up. Good. Kim, you're a negative five. 
Becky's at three. <laughs> Kim, balls in your court. Can I choose negative three? Yeah, sure. You're, I, I, I'll be completely honest, I'm not really sure this game is working anymore. So, sure. Anything goes. This Pokemon is a master of courtesy and swordsmanship. It fights using extended swords on its elbows. I think it's Gallade. Gallade? It is Gallade. So now you're at negative four! Hey! Way to go for visuals. Yeah, hey, how'd it go? So, Becky. Big number. Uh, you beautiful head of hair, you. It's the negatives. They seem That's... to be easier. <laughs> negative one. No, you don't have negative points! So oh, I'm gonna okay. choose for you. Okay. Oh. Don't fucking dispute me. Don't, Don't pick really the hard ones. Its body is covered in fine scales to reduce drag, enabling it to fly at high speeds. Oh. Well, interesting. Oh, that's another visual. Flying Pokemon with scales. Or a Pokemon that can fly with scales. Kim, stop touching the mask. Yes. I mean, comics real sometimes. Weird. Kim, I'll take away more points. Okay. Please Let do. Back to my podium. I'm sorry, but Becky, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, please do. Can you what? Oh, by the way, power ups have been given out, so oh. there's that. Oh, that's what oh. that is. I yeah, it was your sorry. lunch. Nope. No. Nope. Those, those uncooked hot dogs are your power ups. Ew. So, Becky, if you want to use that power up, you're more than welcome to. Sure, because I never use it anyway. All right. This Pokemon's type is Dragon and Ground. Dragon? Oh. Dragon and Ground, Dragon and Ground. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm. Mm. No, I thought I knew it, and then I was like, nope, that's actually not a not a water type. That is not a ground type. That is a water type. <laughs> Guys, I'll be honest. It's the only Dragon and Ground Pokemon, I'm oh. pretty sure. But, but, but it's the evolutionary chain that's getting me. Well, you have to fucking choose. Is it Garchomp? It is Garchomp! Yes! Hey! Pick the right one for once! <laughs> four to negative four. Alright, so Kim. I don't like the score. <laughs> Your I like turn! Because cause you said negative one. Oh, sticking with the negatives, huh? Yeah. Not oh, really yeah. liking that. Not oh, really yeah. liking that. Alright. Its appearance changes depending on where it evolved. The materials on hand become part of its body. Change it based on where it's evolved. Um, I know this one. You know this one? I do. Oh, I mean, obviously, the first thing I was thinking is like first gen Pokemon. I'm like, that makes no sense. No. <laughs> Why would you? What? <laughs> no, Kim, it's not far fetched to get your head out of the fucking gutter. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't want to know how that was in the gutter. Because, <laughs> you know, no, no, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> And the league is like don't no no. Can I guess? Oh yeah, sure. You can guess whenever you want. Apparently, this game this game has no rules. So, cast form. It's not cast form. Ooh ooh ooh! I know. Mm. Uh, Becky. I think. Oh god, I'm gonna feel really bad if I get this wrong now. <laughs> is it Wormadam? It is Wormadam. Yeah. Five to I, negative four. Cause I, cause I Becky. That one. <laughs> your point again. So uh. Pick, pick a pick a number. Uh, number two. 
All right, staying in the positives. Apparently, we could go in the negatives, so, you know. I can't go in the negatives, because somebody well, said I couldn't. I also said there are no rules anymore, so. If there's no rules, then I could guess when Becky guesses. Uh-uh. I'm almost just Not- give myself, like, a hundred points. Kim, here's the thing. Are you trying to dispute me? No, I'm agreeing with you. You said there's no rules, so I'm agreeing with you. A group tried to use scientific means to make this Pokemon evolve, but their efforts ended in failure. Uh, Okay, what? A group tried to use scientific means to make this Pokemon evolve, but their efforts ended in failure. Oh, poor Pokemon. But that means it doesn't evolve, so, um... Maybe it means it doesn't evolve. Gosh, there are so many Pokemon. Also, I just want to apologize for starting off with that description because I'm so sorry. The others hate me for it when you find out who it is. The others are way easier, aren't they? Yep. (laughs) Oh my god, I hate you. Uh... (laughs) I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The first one I saw, and it's completely unfair that I saw it first. <laughs> you okay, should I just get gotta... it wrong, and then you should really just get it wrong because you're not gonna get it right. Yeah, just, I'm just gonna get it wrong. I'm gonna guess. Is it? Is it? Is it? No. Chatot. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Although, could you just imagine a bunch of scientists like experimenting on chatots and being like, "This should this should help it evolve, right? If we fuck around." I, I just feel like it's it's such a like a sad, pathetic looking Pokemon that it needs to evolve. So scientists well, would just be like, "Evolve this son of a." Guys, that's one of the reasons why this is so misleading. Kim, it evolved from exposure to a special magnetic field. What Three units generate magnetism? What? Wait, so they say it didn't evolve, and then it does evolve. Apparently, no, it, it doesn't failed. evolve. This Pokemon doesn't evolve. Oh, but then it evolves it from. Yep, completely misleading. Wait, <laughs> that last... so that's totally lame. So the scientists of the world were just like, you know, even though you already evolved, like, fuck that. Let's just make it we'll super We'll make you crazy. evolve again. Yep. That's not like good enough. Okay, so it evolves from what? Can you repeat the second part, please? It evolved from an exposure to a special magnetic field. Three units generate magnetism. Magnetism. Yup. That's not fair! That was so Kim. easy. Negative three. <laughs> woo woo! Sorry, Becky, are you trying to fucking dispute me? No, I'm crying. Because you saw what happened when Kim tried to dispute me. I know I did. She's working her way back up. So close to zero. Negative three to five. Alright, wish I was actually keeping track of the score. Yeah, like, is that right? She should theoretically nope. be at like Seven. All right, Kim, <laughs> your turn. Two. Do I? Two. Well, I'm gonna go with dose instead. It likes places where people gather. It mimics foes to confuse them, then makes its getaway. <laughs> what a weird ass Pokemon! I know. It didn't do anything, <laughs> but it wants to run away. We're just picturing it walking to a big old crowd and then just like miming around, like. And then running away. Yo, wait. Does this Pokemon have any weaknesses? Holy shit. What do you mean? This Pokemon may not have any weaknesses. How can it not have any weaknesses? Well, maybe if you used your power up, I'd tell you. No. Okay. You're never going to use it. Well, this one's, I think, kind of obvious. You said it mimes people. 
I said it mimics people. I don't know where you got mime from. Mimics and mime. Those are a very similar word. I think it's mime junior. Well, it was pseudo so fuck you. <laughs> it was mime junior. Dang. <laughs> Give negative two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Becky. Trying. Trying on this How's one. How does it have any... Is it because of its new type? Because it's fairy yeah. now? It's because oh. it's also a fairy. I was gonna say it's or at least it is nothing that's, that does times two damage. More like one and a half, but still. Uh, well, okay. How about... Completely fucking up the game. How about six? Six? Yes. We don't have a six anymore. Try again. How about... How about... How about three? It is a brazen brute that barges its way into another Pokemon's nest and claims it as its own! Ouch. What a dick. I know, right? Okay, so it barges into the nests of other Pokemon. That tells me absolutely nothing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay, okay. Most if, of this Pokemon's entries will not help you. Even if he doesn't doesn't favorite Kim, he hates me. That, that's, uh, that's all there is to it. Uh, that's my theory. You're not uh, wrong. I fucking hate you both. <laughs> Don't know why I keep coming back here. Yeah, every... it's just can't get rid of you. I guess not. Uh... Uh... Trying to think, trying to think. I'm trying to think of like strong Pokemon from this generation. Ten, nine, eight, seven. You just, you just stop counting down. One zero. It's time to guess. <laughs> um, name that fucking Pokemon. Is it Rhyperior? I don't know. It's not Rhyperior. Kind of a big Pokemon. Now, Kim, it would claim another Pokemon's nest as its own if it finds a nest sufficiently comfortable. <laughs> so it's picky and <laughs> we're just into nests now, eh? That's our thing. Apparently. Pretentious Pokemon. Hey, guys, I'm just saying all of Motham's dex entries have to do with it stealing honey from combis. Which totally so makes no really... sense. It's a moth. Because moths um, totally steal honey. Right? I'm going like, read this in a Wikipedia article somewhere, and it's going to be like, moths steal honey all the time, and I'm going to feel like an idiot. Just picture just moths always attacking those damn bees, you know? You should probably try and think of the Pokemon you're going to guess, you know. Well, it's the same gosh. bucket thing you got. Uh, I know pretty much. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it Skunk Tank? Kim, let me tell you, you're beautiful. You're smart. You got ten fingers. I do. But you're wrong. <laughs> Becky, back to you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> To make oh here's one here's a good one to make oh. itself appear intimidatingly beefy it tightly clenches its waist with its twin tails. Tightens its waist. It has, okay, so it has two tails. That is slightly helpful. Great time to use that power up. Oh oh sure, wait. Sure, use oh, your power up. I did. Is no it... rules. <laughs> so if you can I just look at wanna... that card then? Can I just well, hold over on. here you and wanna, look at that card? Do you want me to loan you a power up? Do you want to like you want to buy one? I don't. Can I just guess? Yeah, sure. I think Ambipon. It's not Ambipon, really? guys. It was Perugly. Per oh yeah, that Pokemon kind of seems like a pretentious dick. All right, Kim, it's your turn. 
I will go with 17, please. Well, sure. I mean, you're in negatives, but oh, sure, you can go positive. So nice. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I'm just giving up anyway. It freezes flows with an icy breath nearly negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit. What seems to be its body is actually hollow. It's actually hollow. Uh-huh. But it doesn't look hollow. Okay. Um. Is it Frostless? It's Frostless. All right, Becky. Kim's in negative something. She's answered nine questions correctly. I don't know if I'll award her it on the 10th, but, you know, make make this next one count. I'm crying. <laughs> Shush. She gets all the ones I know. Hey, you know what? Guys, fuck the rules. Let's make it interesting. This next, this next, uh, whoever gets this one that, right, wins. What? Oh, God. But it's her turn. And you're on negative three. And so here, here's how this is going to go. I'm going to read it. First one to answer gets it. Sound good? Yeah. Sure. All right. You guys ready? No. So the end all. <laughs> Fuck the rules, as I've said so many times before. This is the before. ultimate screw the rules. All right. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Becky, Kim, can you can you put your fingers in your ears and say watermelon for like two seconds? Watermelon. Watermelon. Okay. Watermelon. Becky. Watermelon. Becky. Watermelon. Yes. Watermelon. Don't fuck this up, okay? I'm watermelon. fucking going out of my way for this for you, okay? <laughs> okay. I can't. I know you paid me. I can't fucking make this any easier. Okay. So are you I'm gonna give to you a hint. I'm, I'm gonna to give you a hint. Dumb. It's not electrifier. Okay. To the melon. Water. Right. Get this fucking right, Becky. Okay. Melon. Water melon. Kim. What? Okay. Thank you. I. The fact that you responded immediately puts so much faith in you right now. <laughs> Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> it agilely scales sheer cliffs to live atop craggy mountains. Its fire is put out when it sleeps. Oh, uh, Chimchar. Boom! What? Ah. Boom! Bam! Boom! <laughs> Kim. Yes. I actually knew it. That's game. I know. Do you want to, do you want to try to take it back? I'll let you, I'll let you answer one more just to be like, just to be fair. Yes. Alright, I mean, you're not gonna win, but this is more like just saving pride. grace kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of pride, this Pokemon, possessing a sturdy build, takes pride in its strength, taking down foes without using toxins. Sturdy build, takes down foes without using toxins. Yeah. So it could use toxins? So it's well, probably a poison Yeah. Another mm. Pokemon, not a lot of weaknesses. Not you know, weaknesses. this would be a really good time to use your power-up. Sure, let's go power-up. Okay, well, it's bug and dark. Nope, bug, I meant poison. Well, that makes sense, but it's not using it. Okay, uh, I think it's... Drapion? It is Drapion! Kim, you saved your face. Woo, 50 50 you lost chance. the game. Oh. Well, not 50-50. Well, I was thinking, no, I was thinking like my, cause I was thinking that or Squirrel Pie. Yeah, Pie is poison and bug, not poison and dark. Okay. Well, I got it right, so. Oh, I mean, you did. Yeah. Kim. I had my moment. I had my moment. Kim, come here. Give me a hug. Uh, uh, Okay. Come on, bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. There it is. There it is. Becky, Becky, do it now. Do it now. I I can't. I'm sorry. My my conscience is just. I can't move. I'm sorry. I gotta can't breathe. I don't wanna go to jail! 
Let the tranquilizer take over. What? And All right, Becky? Yes. Becky? Slightly terrified right now. Sneak attack! Good. Oh, God! Oh, no! Oh, we gotta run! That's it for Rodney and Pokemon. We'll see you guys next week. Kim's trying to kill me. All right, and that will do it for episode 114 of Connectivity. As always, you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoreport.com. Uh, you should rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't done so yet. We would greatly appreciate it. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. Go to nintendoreport.com, look for the Twitter sidebar on the right-hand side of the page, and you'll find all of our usernames there. And uh, now, if you'd be so inclined, stick around for a bonus segment all about the NHL season so far. Thank you. struggling American city. They hear a lot about what they don't have anymore. They prefer to focus on what's still going strong. A team that's been a model of success for decades. In a sport that's entrenched here, not just in name, but in culture. They love hockey in Detroit. Though across the border, there's an entire country that treasures the game as its national pastime. And in that country's largest city, for generations, the home team has been at once adored and agonized over. Nearly half a century has passed since the Stanley Cup was last raised in Toronto. But disappointments seem only to fortify their fan base and their faith what is to come. In both these places, the game has been part of the fabric since hockey's earliest days, binding the franchises together in history, building traditions around casts of legends. The uncommon passion sharply invigorates the latest set of stars. The exceptional promise deeply resonates with those just on their way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus segment of Connectivity, uh, all about the NHL. Uh, I'm, again, joined by JP and Donald. Hey, everybody. We are going to be talking about this season so far, our respective favorite teams, and maybe just some oddball things that have popped up here and there. And then we're going to also discuss the very first episode of 24-7 Road to the Winter Classic with the Detroit Red Wings and the Toronto Maple Leafs, which I believe is sponsored by NyQuil. Uh, at least that's how I felt <laughs> after watching the first episode, but it wasn't. See, they need to bring. You know, it's not. It's not twenty four seven without Brzgalov. To me, I know. He, I mean, he stole the show last time. Yeah, I even, agree. I don't. That's that's the whole reason you watch. They should have just brought him in. Like they should have. The league should have insisted that one of those two teams sign Brzgalov when he Pick was a free up. agent. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, HBO probably would have liked that. Either that, or get one of the coaches to start dropping multiple f bombs. 
But then again, I wouldn't be able to see them uncensored in Canada because Sportsnet are running the show up here, and they don't like that sort of thing. Oh, there's plenty of poems. You must not have seen the right one because I was watching. I was watching on HBO Go earlier, and oh, there's plenty of bombs in there. Well, yeah, they censor it. That's what he yeah, said. Yeah, I know. I'm saying like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, you should you choose like it's definitely in there. It's just too bad yeah, you're not getting them. I actually like that aspect of it. I mean, not to jump too much into it now, but um. They, like, you hear a lot of it on the ice and stuff, which is cool. Not not as much from the coaches, at least not Babcock. Carlisle was dropping a few. Um, but I like when you hear it on the ice and stuff. Because, um, I mean, you, I mean, you you know, we all watch hockey games. You see it where, like, the camera is, like, square on a guy's face, and you can just see him, like, spouting off, oh, you like, can multiple it, yeah. F-bombs. <laughs> and occasionally, if the guy's not running the mute button right, you'll hear it once in a while. If you, you'll, yeah, the, the, occasionally yeah, pick like one the, up. The mic's like on the boards or something. We'll pick it up. I yeah. I was once I went to an Oilers game once because I have family who lives in Alberta, and we heard plenty of bombs because we were sitting right in the corner, second row right behind the net. So yeah, you hear a lot nice. of that. But <laughs> yeah, just this year there's no Bruce Boudreaux around to you know go off twenty five times a minute. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. He was pretty amazing in the, that. What was that? That was the first season. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty good. Um. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't have HBO, so I've been downloading, I downloaded the first episode via Torrent, so maybe I'll have to point you in that direction, download if you want the uncensored stuff. I, I did, I did get the, I got it the same way, but yeah, still. <laughs> One of these teams needed to hire Boudreaux when he got fired a couple of years ago. Then Briscalov, yeah. and then you have Profit. Yep, exactly. Peter, come on, Peter Laviolette's out of a job right now. He, he did, he did some of it himself, you know. So he could get, he can get the old band back together. <laughs> yeah, Hiram is like just a consultant or yeah, something. Yeah, some guy, just... Just, just basically the guy that sits around <laughs> saying f bombs. You know, that's his yeah. job. He could be the PR manager. <laughs> um, so before we before we go straight into twenty four seven, let's talk a little bit about the season. So last time we had one of these segments was. Uh, before the Stanley Cup final um, between the Bruins and the Blackhawks. Uh, my Blackhawks, of course, becoming victorious with the uh, famous two goals in 17 seconds. Um, I guess some poetic justice there for any Leafs fans, eh? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted to see I wanted to see similar shots like when they showed all the Leafs fans just, like, at, you know, live in that, like, what, pavilion or plaza or whatever, like, after the the Bruins scored in overtime. I want to see a similar shot of their faces when the Bruins let two goals in in 17 seconds. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Maple Leafs really Square. They should have probably brought, if they knew, they probably would have reassembled that for game six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, so we've had a new season upon us, a non-lockout shortened season. Um, things have been a little interesting. We've got the, the new, uh, division format, I guess you could say, with, with two divisions in each conference. Um, and the, I, as we were talking about before we started recording, the Metropolitan Division is just absolute garbage. It's bad. And I don't know how, like, you got, like, like I was saying, like, there's so much talent on some of these teams, you know? It's like, you know, Lundquist isn't playing up to his level. The Rangers aren't scoring. Like, the Flyers... The Flyers inexplicably have good goaltending, but they don't, they can't score, which is just the opposite of what you would have expected. If we'd done mm-hmm. one of these segments before the season started, my, my line would have been, oh yeah, the Flyers can score with the best of them, but they just don't have any defense or goaltending, and it's been the other way around. They, yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. So you've got, let's see, I'm looking at the list here. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, five teams all within three points of, uh, of that third place spot on the Metropolitan Division. Uh, with which would be at thirty five points, um, 
which is pretty bad. <laughs> it is it is less than the fifth place team in the Atlantic Division, which is unfortunately my Leafs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you, if you, the Leafs were in the Metropolitan Division, you would be right there right now in the playoff spot. Well, I guess you still are. You've got that last wild card spot right now, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's not good. But I guess it works out okay for you, JP. But hopefully, you know, if the Flyers kind of turn things on a little bit. Well, they just tied it up right here, so if they can uh, win. Oh, did they score two goals? They, they scored two goals. Yeah, that was wow. my big trying to not yell during the recording. But yeah, they just Giroux just tied it up, so tied it four with about three minutes to play. So if they if well, they win this game, they're in third place and they're in the playoffs as of right now with like fifty games to go. As as a as a fan of um, a team that has beat up on the Blue Jackets for years. <laughs> I, I understand how how that could that could happen. I'm not surprised for them to give up two goals like that in the third period. Uh, they are a bad team. You are lucky that they wound up in your division. Yeah, it's took a huge okay. step back from last season. Yeah, we got. I don't know, we ended up with Washington too, though, so it kind of balances out. I guess that's true. Um, so let's talk a little bit about where everyone's team's at. Um, so like we've already talked about, JP, the Flyers not doing as hot as maybe you thought they would be. We got a pretty sick, sick-ass goalie fight at one point. Yeah, that, and that was kind of like the turnaround point. It was like, like that game that they lost, I believe, seven to nothing to Washington. Uh, but like since that game, they've been on kind of a tear. I mean, they've been really good. I mean, cause really the, the Flyers started the season one and seven. And now they're, they'll be, if they win this here tonight, they'll be over 500. They, they fought from 1 and 7 to 10, 10 and 2, and they've been, they haven't ever managed to get above 500, but they've been kind of bouncing right around there. Um, it's on the back of Steve Mason. Steve Mason, a guy who, I, I remember, I remember the two of you making fun of me in the Flyers on Twitter when they, <laughs> when they made that deal to acquire yeah. him mid last season, but he has been pretty good so far in Philadelphia. Um, I wonder how much, yeah, how much of that was a factor of the fact that oh my god, is you got the Columbus goaltender seriously, and <laughs> and then and then Bobrovsky goes out and wins the Vesna last season. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's like I mean it's they they spend they they pay Brzezgalov a hundred million dollars and and he does nothing and so they bring in this guy on a flyer and like nobody expects anything and he's been really good so far. So I guess that's the way it goes sometimes. I guess at the very least he's like consistent. Um, whereas like Brisgala would have those games where he was like great, and then he'd have those games where he was not great. And unfortunately, I think there were more games where he was not great than the other way around. Mason, Mason's been slipping a little the last few games, but really before that point, he was playing very. It's not just like he was playing okay. He was, yeah, like you know about just like two point oh something goals against average with like a nine thirty save percentage. I mean, he was having a really good year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. He, he's. I mean, he gave up four tonight, and he gave up, you know, four the other day. So it's, it's, you know, not always, but and they, really the problem for a while was they couldn't score, but they could, they're starting to score. Uh, I mean, of course, you you really can't mention the Flyers this season without pointing to the fact that they fired their coach after three games. That's right. Which yeah. seems to have worked for them, really. I mean, like they were. I don't know. Maybe they would have bounced back either way, but I mean, Craig Berube is. Uh, is is you know it took some time to get his system in, but they seem to be playing it well. Um. So yeah. So then and then Donald. Well, I mean, we we get a little bit more of a look at your team on twenty four seven. But but how are the the Leafs doing? I believe they got off to a pretty hot start, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But have kind of leveled back down. Yeah. They they were about they went about a month into the season before they lost to a team whose name had a didn't have a C in it at the start of it. 
<laughs> that that was the probably the craziest streak of the season, probably the craziest one we'll see. The problem is the problems the Leafs had last year are coming back in full force this year in that they are a horrible puck possession team, which means our goalie tandem is in a position where where they basically have to have, you know, 950 save percentages every night just to keep them in the game. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. are a lot of the time, which is good because I get Bernier on my fantasy team, so that's helping me. <laughs> yes, but yeah, but date, but yeah, the, right now they've they've really had a rough November. They had a rough November, or a rough December. One exception, I think, being somehow managing to beat the Blackhawks seven <laughs> three. Which I can't. yeah. So the second episode of twenty four seven will be a little bit more exciting just to see what happened with that game. But the yeah, I'm actually you know the more I thought about it, the more like I'm not excited to have to relive that. Not that it, I mean I don't know I, I I was kind of playing around. It doesn't really upset me that much. I mean it's not like it's big rivals or it was like an important game necessarily. But the more I think about it, the more I'm excited to actually see that on twenty four seven because I think it will be kind of exciting to to just see how excited they are and and I don't know just it'll it'll add some life to it because. Other than that, like, I was reading something the other day that, like, I don't think the Red Wings have won a single game since they've been on 24-7, and I think the Leafs, like, apart from that Blackhawks game, I don't I don't think they've won no, they, um, any games, too, on 24-7, like, since they've been filming. Yeah, they, they started filming with uh, a Boston game on the 8th of December, and, yeah, since then they have one win, although they're about to go to overtime with Phoenix right now. Thank and the big and the other problem I have with the Leafs is the fact that their big free agent acquisition is a bigger waste of money than, in the interest of keeping this on topic for a Nintendo podcast, he's a bigger waste of money than the microtransactions in Bravely Default. <laughs> <laughs> because there you go, that'll wake some people up. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he was suspended for the first seven games of the regular season, and he had a second suspension for two games. The Leafs were eight or six and two in those games without him. Wait, who, so wait, who was the free agent? David Clarkson, who they Clarkson, yeah, they, yes. who they stupidly signed to a seven-year contract in some attempt to keep Phil Kessel happy. And yeah. I've already figured out that his buyout is one point seven five million over twelve years, and I want them to pay it. <laughs> it's not bad, huh? Well, considering the salary caps apparently going into the seventy million range next year. That'll probably be the uh, that that that's a hit I'm willing to take. You want to you want to go off into a sidetrack for a second? It's how meaningless was the whole salary cap shrinkage if they're going to bounce it back to even higher than it was next year? Right. I know it does seem it does seem kind of weird, but maybe maybe that was what the whole negotiation negotiation was based on and, and the, the the knowing that it was going to go up so the players trying to get their fair share yeah. i don't know I, I suppose we would still be stuck with brisdalov and we wouldn't have a vinnie lecavier so i can't complain too much yeah fair enough speaking of though the, but, uh, the flyers just won because claude Giroux scored a late goal so the flyers are now oh. above 500 and occupy a playoff spot in the metropolitan division there you go hooray <laughs> Um, and then, uh, David Boland, who you guys got, uh, from the Blackhawks, suffered a pretty bad, like, what, cut to his Achilles or something, right? Yeah. He got a sliced Achilles. Keeps him, uh, so he, I, I believe he'll be back in, probably, if not just before the Olympics, then definitely he'll be back by the time the Olympic breaks over. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's one guy I think 24-7 could really use, because I don't know if you've, like, heard many interviews with him, but he's kind of a weird, strange guy. Uh, he could have been one of those guys that really could have, uh, 
could have turned to for some choice quotes. I, although, although it does help they have Alicia Cuthbert there, so she can, if they turn it into one giant cat fight between Cuthbert and the families of the Leafs goaltenders, I'd be okay with that. Just like it happened yeah, at the end of the playoffs true. last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was some, like, tweeting controversy, right? <laughs> yeah, and some dirty looks in the luxury box at the end of the Yeah, game, that's right. At the end of game seven. That's right. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. What a bunch of nonsense that was. Uh, but yeah, I love that she was prominently displayed in the first episode, and, and probably will continue to be so. Um, I like that you have your captain suspended in the first episode for two games. That's that's a nice touch. And it was nice nice to sort of get an idea of what the what they go through when they have those disciplinary hearings because there's been a lot of those this season. Well, I was thinking the same thing. I was going to say that was like the most one of the more fascinating things of the episode to me because you always hear about it from the outside, but to to see them go through that process with the, the disciplinary thing. So I was hoping you'd see a little bit more of it, like really like behind the scenes and like in the offices when like the you know the uh, player safety guys are really like looking at it and, and making the final call. I, I think you got some breakdown of it when it was what like the the Leafs general manager was kind of looking at it and, and talking it over. Yeah, when they when they were reviewing the tape to try and see how they'd make their case to uh, yeah. player safety, right? To try to like yeah, like get it more back on his side. Yeah, yeah, that was super interesting. I did like that part. Um, so then yeah, then my team, the Blackhawks, are pretty much kind of going right where they left off. Uh, top of the league right now, two points ahead of the Ducks, and I mean everything's going okay. I, we're on our third and fourth goaltenders right now, um, which is kind of Interesting, but they're they're making it work. Uh, we've got another great auntie coming up through the uh, through the minor league systems with Auntie Ranta, and he's uh, been great. I think he's lost. Well, the only game he's lost was that Leafs game. Um, is funny enough, and has been. So he's like six and one, I want to say, since he's been playing, and has been very very good. Um, and then they they got La, La, Bar- La Barbara from uh, the Oilers. Uh, to be his backup, because as we saw in that, that Leafs game, uh, when Kent Simpson had to come in, that was very, very bad. Yeah, but when you're when you're going to get goaltenders from the Oilers, you know you have problems. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. I, I think Crawford's supposed to be out another maybe two to three weeks. They, I, I want to say initially they said three weeks when he was hurt, and that it's been a little over a week now, but obviously they did that move to kind of keep the ship afloat since they can't just play Ronta every game, every night. Uh, for the next month, so. And hope, um, hopefully Crawford's good and ready to go, because we might need him in uh, Russia in February. That's right, yeah. Uh, rumor is, yeah, he, he, I mean, he's he's been kind of penciled in to be that, that third goaltender in, in Canada, but, um, you know, he has been kind of hurt now, so you kind of wonder if the door's open for someone else. We'll just have to see. Um, but I'd love to see him go. Yeah, it'd probably be some combo of Luongo, Carey Price, if we have to resort to Marc Andre Fleury, um, I don't think we're winning a gold medal. Fleury can't win when it counts. He can win in the regular season, but in the, like in the Olympics, when it's like the medals on the line, he's gonna fall apart like he always does in the playoffs. Yeah, that's not the guy you want. Uh, yeah, on your uh, your biggest stage. <laughs> I mean, he's incredibly hot right now when it doesn't matter. But you know, uh, yeah. come April, come May, you know, it's, he's not gonna be there. I don't know. The Canadian team should theoretically be as loaded as the Pittsburgh Penguins were when he won the Cup. Uh, but then, yeah, everything else moving along just fine. Patrick Kane uh, right up there with like the points leaders in the league, and I think he's like third or fourth in goals now. He's got 20. 
Um, and he, I don't think he's going to catch Ovechkin, who again is just like he's got twenty, so he's third or fourth. The the, the most any one player on the Flyers has is ten. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like that that shows you where now they've got a bunch of guys. Like it's spread out over a bunch of guys, but still they're not scoring that well. Yeah, no, and actually the the Hawks just played the Predators the other night, and I think their leading goal scorer is is their top defenseman Shea Weber, and he has eight goals. Oh, so man. that kind of tells you where the Predators are at. <laughs> don't get me started on Shea Weber. Yeah, I know. That explains why Steven won't talk about hockey anymore. Yeah, right? <laughs> things, have, things have gotten bad in Nashville. They were always, like, decent and always kind of afloat there and always made the playoffs. But the past two years, they, they've kind of fallen off. Um, been a lot of, like, talk that maybe, um, I think of his name now, but the, the coach in Nashville that might be losing his job. And he's the only coach they've ever had. Barry Trotz, um, yeah. Yeah, Barry Trotz. Yeah, there you go. Um, he's been there since the team started. So that would be kind of a big blow to them if that happened, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. So let's just move on to 24-7. That's, that's the exciting new stuff that's happening right now. Or maybe not so exciting, but, well, I'm always curious, Donald. I mean, your team's on it. So for you, I don't know if it, maybe it's more exciting to kind of see behind the scenes and get to know these players a little bit more. I mean, how, how did you like the, the first episode and what you saw of the Leafs? Uh, I liked what I saw. I don't like the fact that our coach is apparently doing what they call jobs to toaster ovens. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that, I mean, I, I watched that episode and I just, and I tweeted it, but I, Carlisle, like, just, he so much reminds me of, like, Michael Scott. Like, he just, he seems to, like, really be trying to, like, play to the camera. And, like, and, like, I don't, but he, it's that's just not working. That's a great comparison. I didn't think of right? that, but, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's what he's doing. Like, he's, like, just, he's acknowledging the cameras too much. You know, it's, like, he's, he's, he's like, kind of trying to, like, say jokes, and then he, like, looks into the camera, like, do you guys get that? And, like, it's just, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, the, it, I totally forgot that, uh, I, I don't know how I forgot, considering it was such a big story here, but uh, Daniel Alfredson signing with the Red Wings in the offseason. So it's good to yeah. at least have one person we can constantly boo during the during the big game. The only problem that, <laughs> the only the only problem is I'll get to see all the build up, but I'm going to be in Florida on New Year's Day, so I'm not sure how much of the game I'm actually going to get to see. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going I'm going to Disney World. So I'm gonna miss. Well, I mean, if if you really want to see it, I mean, it's it's not like a normal hockey game here. Yeah, it'll be. On, like, it's, some on, crazy... it's on network. It's on NBC. Right, it's on NBC, which every hotel room's gonna have. So I mean, you you can find the game if you want to. Yeah, you know, unless you're, you're doing busy. other things. If, I mean, if you're in the park, right. you're not gonna be able to watch it. But right, yeah. But I'll I'll miss I'll miss that. I'll miss probably miss part of that because we'll probably be in the park on New Year's Day, and I'll miss the most of the World Junior Hockey Championships. The other big thing I watch over Christmas. While you're uh, while you're in the U.S., you can um, you can watch all of the U.S.'s games if you want, Donald, on the NHL network. They show that's most of the games there. on there. I mean, not just, but I mean, although that's probably if you're in a hotel, that's probably not on the hotel cable, especially if no, Florida. yeah, see, <laughs> you'd have to watch it online, yeah. But I want I want to say that in the U.S., the NHL like network's website is streaming all the U.S. games oh, okay. for whatever it's worth. And the network itself will show them, and I mean, it'll show. It's yeah. not just they'll show pretty much all of them. Oh yeah, and I'll probably be able to get them on like TSN's website up here since they have the the broadcast rights. Yeah, if if I need if I'm desperate to get up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch hockey, which, right? Exactly. Which while I'm in Florida, probably not probably not so much. Yeah, if you were home, maybe, but yeah, not not in Florida. There'll be other things to do, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like I've always really wanted to to see like 
you know, the Blackhawks on one of these shows. JP had it last year, and now you've had it two this years year. ago. Get to there wasn't one last year. Well, okay, yeah, two two years ago. Fair enough. And the Blackhawks have been in a in a Winter Classic, just not since twenty four seven started. Right, it was the year before they started twenty four seven. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I, I don't know. So I mean, did, like apart from uh, like Randy Carlyle being kind of an interesting guy, but did it, was there any other elements that were kind of Interesting for you, particularly as a as a Leafs fan. Um, well, the fact that they happened to start against the Bruins, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but yeah, it, seems seems like it. <laughs> yeah, just just what we need, just what I need. Another reminder of my the night my heart got ripped out of its chest. Yeah, right. And they reviewed oh. that pretty heavily too. It wasn't like let's just show this current Bruins game. It's like let's go back and show some. Let's remind of- everybody why they're upset. Yeah. And if you pause it right here, you can see the exact moment the heart splits in two. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, pretty good. I'm surprised the, the schedule makers didn't also have the Red Wings play the Blackhawks at some point during this, this little three-week recording period to do the same thing we for them. We only play each other twice a year now, which would have made it tougher. Well, yeah, that's probably true. It's so, it's so weird, though, the fact that we play the Red Wings four times a year. I don't think I think the last time we did that was back when the Norris division was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite some time ago. Um, so as for the episode for all, I mean, like we kind of talked about it, it's, it's hard to make this exciting when A, you don't have those kind of quirky standout guys like Brzezgalov or like, um, Bruce Boudreaux who are just kind of stealing the spotlight. Um, and you have teams playing badly. Um, and, and it does help too that the Red Wings are like kind of a really young team now. And it, it seems like there's not a lot of chemistry there, which is why you have the scene in the beginning where, you know, Babcap's, like, forcing each player every night to come out and, like, announce the starting lineup in, in what, like, a humorous way. And that that totally didn't work. Maybe it does. Maybe it works better when they don't have cameras rolling on it. Maybe it's just they were tense because of that. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah that seemed... That was pretty bad. And then you had the, the dinner in Florida, which was pretty bad, too. Like, it was just this hodgepodge of, like, random conversations and you only heard like a few sentences of each and nothing really made sense like i was like what are these guys talking about some guy buys some drinks and then like they're talking about when one guy gets his ear cut and then all of a sudden they're talking about like scoring their first goals or something and it just it it was all just random uh that didn't didn't really work for me yeah i think they were just trying they're just probably just setting up the characters and probably in the future episodes we'll see we'll start to hopefully get more of the personalities to come through right and and you got some good stuff of that, like with um, Alfredson, I thought was great. You know, you see his family, and they talk about the, the difficulty of moving and leaving Ottawa after so long. I mean, that was good. Um, you know, see him skate with his kids and stuff in, in Joe Louis Arena. That's neat. Um, I thought the stuff with Lupul was kind of cool, like seeing his rehabilitation. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, just, that was nice. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, just to see, like, what, what these guys go through and stuff to get prepared and get back into shape is, I mean, it is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely say that having, you know, I mean, the last time we did this, it was the Flyers, and, and this time not being the Flyers, it's certainly less interesting to me. But I think it's still good. I mean, I'm still, you know, even even if we weren't doing these, I, like, I would I would still watch the rest of them because I think it's 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 a neat look behind the scenes. It's just, it's not as funny when it's not your team. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm I'm not a big fan of reality shows as it is, so I'm not sure if I'd watch this. I, I don't think I'll be watching this next year when they do it again, but it, it might be worth checking into if there's a really bombastic personality. Well, yeah, that helps, or if there's, like, clear, like, I don't know, good guy, bad guy kind of thing, you know, like if there's a team you really hate, um, that might make it interesting. 
just just anything like that. I mean, would would certainly help. Yeah, the I'm I'm honestly though with this with this thing, I'm more interested to see if they do anything around the alumni game, just because the Leafs and Red Wings have a really big historical rivalry, but it's really diminished in recent years because yeah. simply because they've been separated for so long. Right, but with the yeah with the alumni game, you get those guys who really played against each other and probably hated each other. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, we'll see, it'll come back now that you're in the same division again, you know, so let's, let's heat this back up. Yeah. <laughs> until they change, until they change the alignment again in two years. We'll... Yeah, well, it'll be like two, it'll be like six, probably. <laughs> well, if anything, if they change the alignment again, I don't think it'll affect Detroit, because we're the, we're like, what, Seattle might get a team, or... They're gonna have to push teams... Yeah, I think at least one of the teams is going to go into the East, so somebody's going to get bounced back into the Western Conference, and it's yeah. probably going to be Detroit. Pro- yeah. Well, yeah, Detroit or Columbus, I mean, they're right on the, the border there, yeah. so yeah, one of those would get pushed back. But at least the thing is, I think Detroit at least is like, well, Detroit, you could make an argument both ways, because they have, I mean, you, you have rivals like the Blackhawks and whatnot in the West, but you have, you know, the historical Maple Leafs rivalry. Columbus doesn't have a rivalry with anybody, really. They've only existed for a decade. Yeah. So they can kind of put them wherever they want to put them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, although I think the main reason they moved Columbus over was so that they could get Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin four times a year, or however, however often divisional foes play each other. It's a cheap way of boosting attendance. Well, it's more than four, isn't it? Don't they play five. six times now? Oh, is it five? Well, I heard that some's five and some is six. It depends, like... Um, but I think it's in the are... East when you have 18 divisions, it's five. In the West, I think it might be six. There's six for a couple, yeah, because the it's not a perfect even number of teams in the, uh, in the divisions. Yeah, not yet. Not until that Seattle team gets in there. Seattle and uh, Las Vegas? No. Yeah, Vegas is always. They always talk about about Vegas, but it never happens. And and no, putting another team in the desert doesn't make sense. There's already too many teams in the desert. Um, I I think it's you know right now I have to say it's probably going to be Quebec City because they keep talking about it so much. Although I wouldn't. Although the the Winterhawks are pretty popular there. Then again, I saw a lot of them last year, so that may be part of it. But get get that Seattle Portland rivalry over from MLS and let's have some fun. That would be fun. (laughs) That would be very fun. I'm I'm a big fan of the, you know, as the, the big resident Seattle Sounders fan, I'm, you know, that would be fun. Just bring it back in everything. Put an NBA team in Seattle. So you can have rivalries between Seattle and Portland in every sport. <laughs> um, I will say, apart from, like, characters and stuff like that, what I also enjoy um, with 24-7 is just seeing, like, hockey in, in amazing HD and, and interesting camera angles that you don't get. Um, from the, the regular telecast. Like, that stuff, to me, is really, uh, really exciting, too. And you get all the on-ice, like, conversations and stuff, like we were talking about, you know, uncensored, you're hearing what these guys are saying to each other, and th- that's always exciting, too. I love I love the refs. I want to say, was it last... I think it was last year in 24-7, didn't they actually... They, the cameras went back, like, into the little, like, ref locker room between periods, and you kind of got to look at, like, even what the refs are doing between periods, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just wish they would have had a chance to get to, to figure out what happened in that Detroit, Florida game where they had uh, the covered glass replace the standard? Oh yeah, <laughs> halfway through the third period. That was amazing. Yeah, good job. Uh, you know, doing that for the people who paid for the most expensive tickets in the building, and then you're <laughs> you're blocking their vision completely. That was pretty good. No, well, they would be able to get seats though. I mean, it's Florida, so they could easily get replacement tickets for the next game. They could just move back a couple. Of <laughs> I was say, yeah, they could probably just move over a couple seats. <laughs> 
Poor Florida. Although Florida's doing pretty good in 24-7. I think, didn't they even beat the Leafs this week? Yeah. I know they beat the Red Wings twice in that first episode, and didn't, the, didn't they just play the Leafs, I think, sometime this week and beat them? So that'll be on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> that... Florida Panthers unbeatable on 24-7, apparently. Okay, yeah. I, I, can, I can understand, you know, they, they somehow managed to beat... They somehow managed to beat Chicago 7-3. They just beat Phoenix, thank God. Uh, they have they lose to Pittsburgh. I can understand that. And then they lose to Florida. Seriously? Although Florida, I don't know if that's just a factor where Florida suddenly got really hot. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> Florida's always hot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I You know, they, they've, they fired their coach. They have a new coach, and they've made a couple trades. They actually... Gave Christopher Steve back to the Blackhawks and took a couple of the Blackhawks prospects who were immediately inserted to the lineup because that shows you the difference between the, the uh, Panthers and the Blackhawks. Guys who have been locked in the, the minor league systems for years are instantly like NHL stars when they hit the Panthers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Maybe it's just like that spotlight of being on HBO and makes them play a little better. I don't know. So, I don't, let's, so, what do we want to see from, from the rest of the season? I mean, Donald, especially you, is there, is there any, like, do you have a player you want them to focus on? Is there anything related to the least specifically you want to see? Or are you just along for the ride at this point? I'm pretty much along for the ride, although I'd like to see the cameras try to get a little bit more in Phil Kessel. I want to see if they can go this the whole run of the show without resorting to the footage from that first All-Star game where he was the last pick. <laughs> that was the best. That was the absolute best. Didn't he win a car because he was the last pick? Yeah, too, didn't the, they give him a pity prize? Yeah, the last pick they get a they get a car and a, and a <laughs> donation to their charity. Uh, That's amazing. The thing. I love that all star format, the draft thing. It's, I'm, I'm kind of like normally I wouldn't care, but I'm kind of sad we're not going to have that this year with the Olympics because I like that. Format. Yeah, it's true. So it's two years in a row we're not getting the all star game, so we don't get to see that again. Yeah. Columbus gets screwed again. <laughs> they'll get it next year. <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I, I I heard a rumor that the NFL was looking at ripping it off of the Pro Bowl and, and in their vain attempt to try and make the Pro Bowl relevant. Somebody's they got to do something because like they need they, if they're going to rip something off from the NHL, they need to do the skills competition is what they need to do. Like I mean, like they, that's that would be a better thing to rip off because nobody's going to watch the game. But I think if you're like 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 accuracy tests for quarterbacks or you know crazy trick things, but I mean people would watch that. But you know, but if you if you told me there was a uh, a field goal return competition, I would be there so hard. <laughs> but you forget this is the Pro Bowl; they're not allowed to touch each other. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could have a field goal kicking competition. Yeah, they'll so do that. Kick it from Ex- with extra narrow posts in the final round. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Partic- I, I'm excited for the next episode because it will feature the Blackhawks, and even though they're losing, you know that'll be exciting to see. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, just I just want to see it get more exciting. It'll be fun when the the Leafs and the Red Wings play each other, kind of that week before the Winter Classic. That's always like a fun game, and you kind of get to see the two philosophies come head to head, which is fun. So yeah, more of that stuff, and just more on ice stuff. I don't, I don't need any more staged dinners with Red Wings rookie, rookies that are it's just like terrible. Well, I think that's part of it is that whatever, like whenever it feels like they're kind of too conscious of the cameras, that ruins it. Like if, like it feels when they're not playing to the cameras, when they're just acting, when it at least seems like they're acting like they always do, then it's entertaining, then it's exciting. But when they're just kind of yeah. playing up to the cameras, there's only so much of that I can take. 
yeah, I, I don't like that stuff. And then, like, I need less of watching Mike Babcock jog for 10 minutes while they talk about, like, what a great coach he is. Um, you know, I, I don't need to see him jog around the arena. They, they need a, they need to end a show, though, with just Babcock doing his Babcock stare right at, right as it fades out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every episode should end with that. I'm a little bummed that uh, D'Anfinuk didn't end up scoring two own goals in that uh, Blackhawks game. And because I thought that would have been really great if he'd lost the game scoring two goals for the Blackhawks. Um, that would have been fun to see the backlash in the locker room after that. I can't, I've learned from this. I've learned the DFNF thing is that, like, any time I hear his name, I'm always sent back to the time when I'm just always sent back to Scott Hartnell, like, yelling, suck it, Fanoff. And that's yeah. like, that's just, that's to me, that's his name. Like his name, his name isn't Dion Fanouf, it's Suck It Fanouf. <laughs> it's just, I, I couldn't watch this show without constantly being thinking of that. Do Maple Leaf fans like Fanouf? Uh, well, we, he was one of the first big stars that Brian Burke acquired, so he's, he does get a bit of a pass, but we kind of wish he'd be a little bit more expressive and maybe not be a minus player. Yeah. I think he's that... on my fantasy team. Oh, is he? Apart from the plus minus, he's been doing pretty well for me. I, I am amazed that you will allow people from, you know, theoretical rivals on your fantasy team. I, I never, when I was... Toronto's not a rival. Maybe it's a one-way thing, because when I, when I did play fantasy a couple of years ago, I always made sure to trade Canadians, Senators, or Flyers. Why is it Flyers, though? I'm mean, like, that doesn't seem like that's a rivalry there. Like, I'm like, I don't like to have Penguins or, you know, mostly Penguins, anybody else I can live with. Yeah, but two, I think it's because you knocked us out of the playoffs the last two times we made it. Flyers, you know, get eliminated from the playoffs by all kinds of different teams. If we were rivals with all of them, we'd have just too many rivals. I was going to say, if you held a grudge at every team that knocked out the Flyers, you couldn't have a fantasy team at all. Yeah, It'd just I, all be Flyers. Just me, you know, just <laughs> teams that don't make the playoffs. I'd have, like, Florida Panthers <laughs> on my fantasy team. It'd be, it'd be all the non-playoff teams, the Western Conference, and the Flyers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not the whole Western Conference though, because like you had the, the Blackhawks in 2010 and the in the Red Wings in '98. So there mm-hmm. you go. I hate the Red Wings too, <laughs> except I actually have a couple Red Wings. I have some guys on there. I don't hate them that much. That that would be the worst fantasy team ever, though, wouldn't it? Unless you loaded up on the I don't know Vancouver Canucks or something. Actually, no, you wouldn't. Then again, I probably wouldn't have Canucks anymore if I was still playing. You wouldn't have Canucks? Why would you not? Because why? Because they lost to the Bruins. No, just the the whole you know the fact that they they have better divers than the Canadian Olympic team does. Yeah, no, I hate the Canucks a whole bunch. I don't know. Yeah, it's really I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't know. I I I don't. I mean, I would have to be like really in a position. I would have to like somebody like Crosby or Malkin would have to fold to me like really low in the draft and be like I can't not take him but I, I yeah. you know normally if, as long as I don't have any penguins on my team I'm good alright well I think that will about do it for this uh, bonus segment then all about the NHL um, it will do it in a couple of weeks maybe we'll do it after the Winter Classic we'll do our 24-7 recap talk a little bit about the uh the big game and everything like we that. We're going to do one how... for the Olympics, too. We're going to do one there. Well, yeah, we should definitely do one for the Olympics. I wish they would just cut every other team out and just do another, right away, another gold medal match between the U.S. and Canada. Because that's that's all I want to that's see. A, they only get that when the Olympics are in North America, though. When they're somewhere else, we get eliminated, like, early on. It'll be, like, Czechoslovakia and, and Sweden in the final. And, like, the United States and Canada won't even medal. I, I just know if it's between Canada and the U.S., like, I'm going to call off work so I can watch that game live at whatever weird-ass time it's going to yeah. air because it's in Russia. I don't even know what time it'll be on. But It's like, I think I think the time zone is about eight hours ahead of Eastern time, 
but the problem is it's in Russia, so there's no way Russia's not making the gold medal game at minimum. Right, yeah. Not surprising. But we'll see. That's why that's why to me it's like every every Olympics every winter Olympics needs to be in the United States or Canada so I can watch the hockey at the right time. Yeah. Exactly. What um about how many guys do you think each from your team are uh, are going to the Olympics? I mean, just kind of roughly. I know for the Blackhawks, it's going to end up being like half the team. <laughs> uh, I I think there might be four or five Leafs. I think most of them are probably going to end up on Team USA. Yeah, I'm not. Even, no, that's true. Kessel for sure. I'm not even. I don't even. I haven't been paying attention to this as much. I mean, you've got guys. I know, like, the story for a while was that, like, Giroux was kind of slumping so much that he might not even be on the Olympic team, but he seems to have, I mean, he scored, he scored the tying and go-ahead goals tonight. He's, he's been bouncing back lately, so he'll probably be on the team. Well, yeah, because what, he didn't, he didn't go, like, the first month of the season without scoring a goal? He did, he was not, he was, he was down by me, yeah, he scored, he scored two tonight, and so, I mean, he's, he's bouncing back, so. He's coming back, yeah. I know, it helps that the Blackhawks are like a very, I mean, you know, every team is, but they have such an international presence. I mean, I don't know, between like Swedish players and, and everything else, I mean, there's a lot to, to pull from. The, so. I think the, United, the, 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 the Flyers have a lot of younger kind of guys, like guys who are, are good players, but you know, have haven't really yet, proven themselves. Like, yeah, they're not, especially a lot of these kids are like Canadian like players where you you got to be really good to, to float all the way to the top of that pool. So, right. and, you know. All right. Well, yeah. So that'll do it. Thank you, Donald and JP, for being here. Uh, I guess we'll be back in, yeah, maybe uh, two or three weeks then. We'll do a little Winter Classic recap. That'll be fun. All right. All right. Talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye.